Hey, welcome, Carm Capriato, Remarkable Results Radio, episode 465. Now, hey, there's one way to keep yourself motivated and keep your competitive fire burning at whatever stage you are in in your business, and that is knowing how to compete with yourself. What's odd about that is people say, well, you got to go out and look for ideas. No, you got to listen for ideas. Welcome, aftermarketers, to Remarkable Results Radio. Listen to learn just one thing from today's episode on your journey to remarkable results. Hi, friends. Carm Capriato here, the Aftermarket Podcast Guy. You know, Remarkable Results Radio is so proud to partner with Napa Auto Care and the 2020 Napa Expo. Join Napa in Las Vegas, April 6th through 9th, 2020, where you'll discover the latest news and industry information. Mark your calendar and plan to be there. Enrollment is underway. Contact your Napa store to find out more. I hope to see you in Las Vegas. You know, in the business of the aftermarket, success can be seen and learned from every angle. The podcast is one great example. Many of us are always in search of information to boost our learning and improve ourselves and our businesses. I'm on a crusade to get this podcast to as many aftermarket professionals as I can. Your help would surely be appreciated. Please forward my newsletter or even share this episode from your listening app. Now, I know your colleagues will see undisputed value in these conversations and stories that will help shape their success. Hey, my guest Tom Ham, with the help of his wife Deb, is the creator and owner of Automotive Management Network, a 12,000-plus member website dedicated to the exchange of vehicle service management information. Tom and his wife also operate AutoCentric, an import specialty shop in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Find the talking points in Tom's bio and links to his previous episodes at remarkableresults.biz.com. E465. Hey, what pushes you out of bed in the morning? What's your motivation? And if you could, could you compete with yourself? Do you know how to be a better version of you today than yesterday? Well, here's a great quote from the Wizard of Oz that I feel is apropos and may just help you understand this concept of competing with yourself and understanding yourself. Now I quote, you've always had that power, my dear. You just had to learn it for yourself. I'm sure you remember that line. Now, the only person you should try to be better than is the person you were yesterday. Hey, a warm welcome to my friend, Tom Ham. Hey, Tom, how are you and Deb doing? Oh, we're doing pretty good. We're just having a real wild summer with all kinds of stuff going on, and we're getting through it in only a few more weeks, and we can relax again. <laughs> You're going to go down to the uh, the Southern Compound, right? Yes, sir. Yes, we are. Ah, uh, great. Hey, you know, Tom and his wife, Deb, are the uh, owner of Automotive Management Network, 12,000 plus members in this uh, und- wonderful website. And, you know, it's all about the automotive and vehicle service management and information. And, you know, Tom uh, also owns a shop, AutoCentric, in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And him and I always get together and we talk stuff. Fun stuff. We have a blast. And, you know, we communicate on some ideas. And... I think you wrote an article that I that I loved, or I can't remember where this idea came from, but you know, I just kind of, boom, and I pick them from the sky and I say, let's talk about this. And you know, one of the greatest thinks that I think we could go through to develop confidence and success in ourselves is to ask the question, can I compete with myself? We don't think about that. We look at everybody else and we don't look at ourselves and assess that as one of the competitors and see how we can, uh, what can we do based on that? 
I am kind of like that person where I have to be better tomorrow than I was today and constantly improving and looking back and saying, was that good? Wasn't that good? How, how can I improve? And I, I think the message to our industry, Tom, that you and I so um, so care about and broadcast to both, both you, know, you and your, your articles and all the stuff that you do at Automotive Management Network is to get this message out to our industry. Look in the mirror. That's your competition right there. Oh, yeah, a- a- absolutely. There's so many things that we do that we really don't look at and we say, you know, are we doing this right? Could this be better? Instead, we're focused on somebody else, and we really uh, should look in the mirror more and, and see exactly what we're doing. There's a great quote from the Wizard of Oz that I think would be so cool to continue our dialogue on this. You've always had the power, my dear. You just had to learn it for yourself. Well, isn't that the truth? And I think that lends itself so perfectly to compete with yourself. And and Tom, think about this. If you worry about the guy down the street or up on the road or the next town over, you're investing energy that you shouldn't be expelling. And we've talked about this and touched on this before too. Our standards are are low and that's how our mindset is, our frame of reference, especially when we look at the competition behind, uh, around us. Our standards in this industry are just low. They've traditionally been that way. And there's a few people that break out, but not very many do. Uh, the illustration that I've used before is uh, if you look at uh, auto repair service, and by service, I mean every aspect of the entire operation, not a narrow aspect, but every part of it. And you look at it on a scale of, say, one to 10. And you, you think, well, if I'm a little bit above average, I'm probably a six or a seven. But see, I don't think that's true. I think automotive is an industry where even though the scale is one to 10, our frame of reference is one to five. So if we're three or four, we think we're pretty good. And if we're five, we think we're fantastic. But in, in, in reality, in the whole service world, that's not all that great. <laughs> that's a great analogy. I love that. Lock the scale from one to 10 uh, and don't be satisfied with a five. Yeah, I think you're going to find the average in our industry is about three. And, and you're going to find maybe uh, it's in the single digits. The number of shops that are over a five and in, in cert- overall service is uh, uh, in the single digits, less than 10 percent, very few. So as I was preparing my myself to sit down here in the virtual studio with you, Tom, and I was thinking about, OK, uh, great, great concept. Don't compete. You know, can you compete with yourself? Can you can you win? And I started to think. Well, how can we talk about what to do to get out of that slump that we don't look at the guy down the road as our competition? Don't expel any energy, no karma on that person. And I started to think about, well, maybe if I had a strategic plan, maybe if I had, you know, if I was constantly tweaking my culture, I could work on my internal business and all the things that are going on, the family, the training, and continue to improve that all the time externally. I think it has a huge and profound effect on the industry and the customers. And if you're constantly looking to be better from yesterday uh, on the individual basis and on the team basis. I like to think and look at everything. And by everything, I mean, not just in the automotive world, but in the world in general. Uh, How many people really keep up with everything that's going on and and not in detail, but I mean, all the things that are going on in technology and so on and so forth, and, and not just automotive. And then how can some of that uh, possibly apply to what we do instead of just looking at our little automotive corner? Best practices is, is a term that's, uh, uh, 
Uh, been around, a lot of people use it. I understand it. I get it. I think it was one of Harry Beck, Harry Beckwith's books, his whole series of books, starting with Selling the Invisible, where, where I believe he talked about that. And he said, best practices. He says, don't mess around with best practices. You want to be way better than that. <laughs> yes. If you think about the really good innovative uh, companies, they didn't just look at what they're doing, what the industry's doing, how could they do it better. They thought of something totally outside of the, the uh, uh, outside of normal framework. We think we think, well, gee, we could we could ask customers. They say, no, that really doesn't even help either because most customers they don't know what they want. I think an example of that, if I mentioned you before, would nobody ever knew they wanted a Keurig till they came out with one. <laughs> Everyone. I got to have that. But uh, they just thought of that uh, completely outside of the box. And lo and behold, it just exploded once people saw it. So uh, I like to ask shop owners, uh, you know, what could you do that nobody else has done? And you think of wild examples. I mean, do you, on Saturday mornings, do you have pony rides in the parking lot? I mean, what could you do? And that's just to, just to show you an example. What kind of out of the box things could you do that really makes you stand apart? There, there's lots of opportunity. The technology comes on. There's a lot of opportunities. Uh, we're playing with different things all the time. We're always looking at how we could implement a new technology within the shop. Uh, and I, I think that it's, it's in the process of exploding right now. The technology, I think a lot of people are not prepared for it. And they're really going to have a they were going to have a nervous breakdown the next few years. So it's going to take off. Give me an idea, Tom, because I know you're so close to that. The concept of that, and, and some of the people, you know, especially the true technicians won't like some of this stuff, but you know, you know me, I always say the stuff nobody likes to hear. I, I think we're going to have, we're going to have computer software at the counter. Sure, you want to have good people up there, but there, there's going to be a script that the service advisor follows as far as interviewing the customer. What's wrong with your car with this noise, this performance issue? As he talks to the customer, as they respond, and we're probably not even into keyboards here because the computer's picking up all the microphones, what's being said. So then the computer is going to, the software is going to pose the next question based on the customer's last answer. AI. Yeah, exactly. We might go down four, five, six, ten answers, and finally the computer is going to say, okay, I'm done. Tell your customer to have a nice day. We'll see him at the end of the day. And the customer is going to leave, and the computer is basically going to say, okay, I ordered the part. It's over across town. It'll be here at 1042. So if you want to get your technician in a row to put the part on. And you say, well, nobody's diagnosed the car yet. Oh, yeah, they have. <laughs> it's already been diagnosed. And they got about a 99.6% accuracy rate. So, uh, yeah, you might as well hang part. <laughs> Just by listening, huh? Oh, my God. Well, okay. I guess you'd have to prove that one to me. <laughs> uh, I, that's that's coming faster than people think. And uh, There's no doubt AI is going to be, a, I think, a huge impact. It's exciting to hear, you know, about the whole counter and the sales thing. But, you know, thinking about competing with yourself... One of the things that I'm bringing to the table in my thinking, Tom, is I've spoken about this before on, on shows about the Clifton's Strengths Finder 2.0 test. You go out and buy the book. It's like 17 bucks. You read the first 33 pages. You go into the back of it. You scratch off a certificate number. You sign on to the website. You take the test. You know, 10, 15 minutes later, you have the results. And the the remaining part of the book explains the individual strengths that the test gives you. And again, for buying the book, you get your top five strengths. I think there's 33 of them all together. And you can pay more to get all of your strengths listed in, you know, ascending, uh, descending order. 
When I took the test probably five years, maybe six years ago now, I looked at that test and I said, well, that's not me. And there was a whole reason. <laughs> yeah. There's a whole reason I took the test. And I wanted the person who was going to read my test to think I was a different person than this. And so I really argued with it. And then when I became a podcaster, it didn't take long that I went to the shelf, took out, the, you know, signed back on to um, Strength Finders and looked at that. And I said, oh, my God, that's me. How can I play to those strengths? You see, my, my whole point was in not competing with yourself is to find what your strengths are and figure out how to build them. If you're going to compete, if, if you're looking in the mirror and saying, I am the best competition in the world, how can I find out what I can do to build the, you know, the power of me? And I'm not talking about being egotistical here, but as a leader of a company, if you, if those strengths I may be the worst technician in the world, but but a great leader. Well, then then I need to lead. Absolutely, I, I think you make a good point. That's really this is really what holds back the smaller shop owners, and it, it's themselves. And and they've heard this before. But and even as you grow, we've done uh, significantly better. We keep doing better at our shop. The more that I take the things that I'm not good at and pass them off, and spend my time on the things that I am good at which is a lot more fun too. And a lot of us need to say, okay, you know, let's, let's take these parts of the, the business that I really love and work on those and hire other people. But it's very, it gets very difficult for shop owners to release the control of all those things that they're not that great at over to somebody else who's way more talented at them because they got to have their finger and everything. Hey, it's Carm here with news about the new Napa Smart Sign, previously known as the Digital Menu Board. I like to think of it like a silent salesman on a TV near your service desk. It's an easy way for you to increase customer awareness of your current promotions and educate them about needed repairs and service. In other words, having a Napa Smart Sign will supercharge your sales. Napa Auto Care tests have shown one out of five consumers ask for a repair or service they've seen on the board. And targeted promotions resulted in double-digit increases. One auto care shop owner said, I've received amazing feedback. Customers are actually asking for additional services they see on the screen. Now that's what I call getting results. You choose the content for your Napa Smart Sign from a library of auto care services and repair topics. The Smart Sign comes with preloaded content. Just about anything you can think of is available from alternators and alignment to wiper blades and wheel bearings. There are over 150 topics to choose from. Templates can be customized with your location branding for a professional look. Some of the options include customer reviews from Kukui, Demand Force or MechanicNet, live news, and even the weather. Whatever content you choose, it's preloaded for you. Just as important, it's easy to change your services, prices, and video content anytime you'd like. Plus, the latest Napa national promotions are downloaded to you automatically. Of course, having a Napa smart sign gives your auto care center a professional, state-of-the-art look and feel that tells customers, I'm on top of my game. Now, that builds trust, which means recommendations are accepted more readily and customers spend more. Find out more about what Napa smart sign can do for your business. Talk with your servicing Napa store owner to find out more about the smart sign and all the other reasons to become part of the Napa Auto Care family, the largest network of independent repair shops in the country. You just mentioned the words micromanaging. I think we've recently, we've done a show on that. Yeah, we did. We did a Town Hall Academy of probably a month and a half ago on micromanaging. It was, it was profound. I think in order for 
growth to happen in that area, and I'm no expert here, Tom, is you got to start somewhere. You've got to, you know, maybe maybe this is the episode that people are going to listen to and say, hey, you know what, frankly, um, I've got to let this go. Just one out of 150 things I own and I keep and it's the center of my world. And let that slowly, slowly build, you know. But it'll never happen if you don't have a plan. It'll never happen if you don't have a goal. And if you're gonna if you're gonna compete with yourself, you have to have those values and goals and accountabilities. And it's almost like Tom teaching great leadership to people because you know they don't want to, they don't worry about the outside world. They they worry about this child of theirs, their business, their team their organization. It's it's theirs. And they want that entity to be better each and every day. Oh, yeah. You know, one of the biggest ones is probably on that front counter. There's a lot of shop owners who should just stay away from the front counter. They shouldn't even show their face up there just because that's not what they do well. They don't interact with people all that well. You know, on a scale of one to 10, there may be a five on their best day and there are three on a lot of the others. You know, stay away, hire somebody who's really good at it. And that applies to everything else in the business, whether it's marketing or fixing the cars or whatever. Uh, you know, in my case, I hire technicians because I'm not very good at fixing cars. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, that's well, uh, uh, it sounds like you're talking about a really uh, advanced disc test is what you're talking about as far as uh, the 33 different strengths, so on and so forth. It doesn't set you in a, you know, communications style. It, 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 StrengthsFinder 2.0 doesn't say that, you know, you're a, a dominant person, you're an influencer. It basically, is, you know, one of my top five strengths is ideation, for example. Another one of them is responsibility. And I started to realize every time I sit and talk to somebody, all of a sudden, these boom, boom, boom bubbles just pop in my head. And I'm always coming up with ideas. And what I have to do if I'm a good listener is I have to shut up, sit on my hands, and hold those ideas in until it's a pro- appropriate time or write them down and maybe use them again someday. But, you know, I could watch a, a, a drama at night and having all these ideas just keep popping in my head. And I didn't realize how good I was at it until I accepted the fact <laughs> that it was one of my strengths. And I said, well, it's just because where do you come up with ideas for shows and ideas for, you know, academies and, and people to, to interview and having the passion to bring this resource to the industry if if I didn't, you know, I wasn't passionate for it, I didn't have responsibility to it, and I, and I didn't have all these ideas that kept it fresh and alive. What's odd about that is people say, well, you got to go out and look for ideas. No, you got to listen for ideas. Oh, that's perfect. I love that. They're all out there. They're, they're just, they're flooding you all day long, every day in the world we're in nowadays with uh, all the communications, technology, the people and everything else. They're out there. They're going by you. So you don't have to look for them. You just got to pay attention. I find a lot of them in the news. And, and I don't mean my news news. I mean, just the whole the whole media thing of stories, anything from, uh, uh, you know, soft stories to hard stories and everywhere in between. And there's just all kinds of ideas out there, uh, wild stuff. And, and you think of, boy, wonder what, I wonder if I could do that at, at, at our shop or how we could integrate that with our business. Bingo. That's exactly right. How does that work for me in my world? There was a quote, Tom, that may be very apropos to this. If you do what you always have done, you'll get what you've always gotten. And it's attributed to so many people. I even think they may have suggested that Henry Ford said it, Tony Robbins said it. But it is such a powerful, powerful quote. If you do what you've always done, 
you'll get what you've always gotten. And so if you're competing and worrying about uh, someone else in your world, in your, you know, that competes with you, frankly, I think it's a, it's a downward spiral. Talking to one of our technicians last week, trying to, to grow him into doing additional things. This could apply to the management of a shop, could apply to marketing, anything you want to do. And we talk about doing new things. Everybody's afraid of something new. Mm-hmm. We're all naturally afraid. I simply said to him, I says, you know, everything you've ever done since you were born, there was a point in time you never did it before. Everything. Everything you're great at, you, there was a point in time you had never, ever done that. And you tried it for the first time and developed it from there. So people start thinking about that a little bit and they go, oh, maybe I can do a lot of different stuff. Sure you can. Absolutely. I learned how to ride a bike. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I fell off a bunch of times and I kept saying, <laughs> I'm going to get this. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and we do and we get better at it. And, uh, and, and that's a good point too, that we're talking about. If you keep falling off too much, maybe you should find some other talents and, and you know, the, the talents that you really do well, let's expand on those and give the other ones off to somebody else. I don't mean to keep driving these quotes, but you know, I did do my research before I sat down with you. And I believe I have found the best quote, and I hope this helps our listener. Here it is. If you compete with others, you become bitter. If you compete with yourself, you become better. Oh, I like that. I think that kind of almost summarizes this whole thing up. If you compete with others, you become bitter. If you compete with yourself, you become better. To me, that's the ideal reason that you and I are having this conversation. Be better yourself at everything that you do and take your team with you. The incremental growth and, and, but just every day, I'll admit, I go to work most days with some new idea I never thought of before. I, I'll think of them overnight and I'll think of them in the morning. And then often I can hardly get to work to, uh, to give it a try. One of the uh, great quotes from our current uh, commander in chief is I, often I don't sleep at night because I, I want to get up and start working on all the things I'm thinking on. Just got to get out of bed and get going and get a little bit better. I'd love to look over your shoulder and see how long your to-do list is. And then I'd love to see your hold ideas list. And then I'd love to see the list of, oh, my God, I can't believe I thought this. Maybe someday I'll get to it list. I've always been a big list person, and I still am. And that's uh, partially, of course, now it's because you, you get to my age, you can't remember what you're supposed to, what you're supposed to do five minutes ago. So you got to have a list. So it's written down, but I really started trimming back on that. And I keep the list very short. Uh, so I just have uh, fewer things to focus on and then I'll just, just uh, get done. We'll add more, one more in, you know, people say also, if you've got a lot of things in the list and you got something that keeps slipping to the bottom, then it probably isn't all that important. Is it a great person to look at? I'm thinking of quotes and examples. If you uh, follow Tim Tebow much lately, now, here's a guy who's playing in the, he's playing in the minor league baseball, but you want to see one of the, one of the most happiest uh, athletes that's trying his best at everything. Go watch some of the videos online of, of Tebow and his interviews and so on and so forth. He's just having the time of his life. He's having more fun now than when he was in the playoffs for, for Denver. Loves what he's doing just doing all kinds of great stuff shows up on TV once in a while for this. Oh, he's on ESPN. He, he's got, uh, he's got about 10 different jobs. I swear. <laughs> the guy is just really amazing. 
really an inspiration. It ought to be a great role model to everybody nowadays, whether you're a kid or an adult. Thanks so much, Tom, for bringing this topic, you know, competing with yourself, to compete with yourself and not with not with the external uh, client. In, in fact, I, I think and I hope this will ground our industry to realize that we can get better one step at a time each and every day. Oh, there's there's so much room for growth and there's there's so many ideas out there. If somebody really wants to improve their shop, it's kind of like, well, let's go. I mean, it, it's unlimited what you can do. And also so much of it is free. I know. It doesn't cost money. It does take some effort, some mental effort and some physical effort, so on and so forth. But so much of it's free. Your site has so much content. And, you know, thanks for allowing me to put my podcast up there. But your, your articles and your surveys and, and the dialogue between service professionals uh, it's it's one hell of a resource. I, I just want to encourage people to go to Automotive Management Network and just sign up. And you know, it doesn't cost much to become a premium member and get all the good stuff, right? Probably seventy five percent of the good stuff and uh, of the stuff on the site overall is free, and then that last twenty five percent is the you know the premium uh, the premium best stuff. And, and it's like ninety days. It's a whopping thirty nine dollars. Uh, people don't tend to ask for refunds because they they just find they find stuff in there that saves them thirty nine bucks in the first thirty seconds. So, and I'll promote the fact that there's six hundred plus episodes of the Remarkable Results Radio podcast and the Town Hall Academy and the For the Record series and all that good stuff out there. And it's obviously free and on demand and available anywhere in the world. And you know this is one hell of a great way, Tom, your site and, and what we do here on the podcast for people to uh, to get their fill of uh, learning how to be better at everything that they do. Yeah, it's so much more productive. You know, you're sitting there in the evening and you're just, you, your mind slowly turning to mush as the TV is running. And, you know, it's really fun to just, whether you mute the TV, whether there's somebody else in the room or just mute it for yourself and put some earphones on and, and just pull up some some of your podcasts and just <laughs> just listen to what other people are saying. You know, it's your one thing type idea. You always get one thing out of every broadcast in there, one idea where you go, oh, I could do that. Yeah, thank you so much. You know, in just surfing your site, and I know we're not here glorifying each other, what we do for the industry, but I, I just am so glad we were able to have this conversation. And as always, you will come back? Of course I will. Thank gotta you, Got to get to your house one of these days. Yeah, I got to get to Oh, I've been to your, I've been to the Florida compound. <laughs> You've been to my Oh, I didn't want to tell anybody You got to bring your wife along though, Oh, next I know. Yeah, next time, uh, next time me and Ann. Okay, thanks, Tom. All right, all right. Have a great day. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time.